All right, welcome to Movie Rewrite, and today we're going to talk about, well, I want to start off with a joke, but the punchline, kind of, John, is you can't even answer to the joke. You ready for it? I'm ready. Knock, knock. You about to get shell-shocked. Today we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the great year of 2014, which isn't that long ago, but it feels forever ago really does yeah so this movie based on ninja turtles from how they were they started in the 1980s misspoke there of a comic which before that was a joke between peter laird and kevin eastman who are the creators of teenage mutant ninja turtles something that has been around for 30 plus years i know that the original 90s movie just celebrated 30 years from its release which makes me feel old, very, <laughs> right. very old. But anyways, so the movie, we're talking TMNT, directed by Jonathan, don't care if he even say his last name, uh, the big thing to his name at the time, Battle LA, if you ever saw that one, mm. decent. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't see it all the way through, but I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't terrible trying to cement aaron eckhart as actiony maybe i don't know he's kind yeah. of right in a very popular wave at the time mm-hmm. i don't mind that movie at all it's not bad uh the wrath of the titans never seen it Nah, i don't think i've ever seen that one either that kind of movie never wasn't uh liam neeson in that liam or... neeson's i don't yeah. know uh probably yeah. i don't remember if that was that or was it clash of the Titans? i don't remember well clash is a sequel one's a sequel to the other. exactly <laughs> never seen yeah, it so i don't know i don't know um and we've got four writers. Um, the biggest thing out of this group is Ghost Protocol, uh, Mission Impossible, mm. a bunch of TV. And if you look on look them up online, they've got some stuff coming down the line that's bigger. Um, but up to this point, like they really hadn't done anything major. But again, we're we're at four writers. Uh, it's produced by Michael Bay and thirteen other people. But Are Michael, you serious? Produced by 13 other people with four writers? Says the internet, and it's always right. Wow. I could probably do a little bit more research to verify that, but... It's actually incredible. I like the number 13. Yeah, right. But I think the big thing is because Michael Bay, because he's done Transformers mm-hmm. a couple by this point, so he's got a name. But this movie, before it even came out, had so much controversy around it that... There's rewrites and rethinking of how they were engineering this movie because I do remember Michael Bay coming out saying they are going to be aliens and fanboys being one of them did not cry out in anger because I was always always like it's Michael Bay so it's already going to be a shit show probably because <laughs> I have a hard enough time with Transformers <laughs> different day topic and so they scrapped that idea and I guess there was some rewrites and retooling of the whole narrative. And this is what we got. Hmm. Do we like it? I could leave it behind. I I try to pretend that it uh <clears throat> it doesn't exist. But uh yeah, that this is the latest form of technology in a movie that we get for our our turtles and it seemed like there was a lot more screen time for Megan Fox 
than the actual turtles. Oh, Megan Fox, the one that got fired from a Michael Bay or was not invited back to do a third Transformers because of stuff she said about Michael Bay, mm-hmm. but is now cast in a produced mm-hmm. movie by him. Interesting. You got to make that money, man. Yep. That's all it comes down to. You got to make that money. I So what's your history with Ninja Turtles? I am older than you, but I'm curious to know like what your... I've seen um, all of the older films, the first one, second and third, the ooze, and then the, was it, Turtles in Time? Can we agree that movie is terrible, and mm-hmm. I strike it from the canon? I agree, but I was actually thinking about this on something to say about these. Is I, I would almost prefer to watch Turtles in Time than the Michael Bay films, and... I thought very long and hard about that because I know how bad that third one is, but you know, I just got, yeah, I got to take it on that one. But, uh, yeah. And then I've seen some cartoons here and there. You remember the, uh, the old nineties cartoons that they did with the turtles brother. I bought the whole series in that the turtle van, uh-huh. and I still need to go through them all. I forgot about that, but yeah, I've well, so and I, the turtle games, you know, on Nintendo and Super Nintendo. So, you know, we, we, I got some history with them. You know what? The, we had to cheat to even beat the NES turtle game because we're terrible. Mm-hmm. But so, but we did play the crap out of that tournament fighter game Yes, for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That was great. I would find that and play that again if I A could. A lot of fun. It's probably out there. I don't want to mm-hmm. look for it. So for me... I kind of was at the age where the movie, I wasn't probably old enough to watch the movie. I don't remember what that was rated. But by the time I saw it, I, I liked it even as a kid. And as an adult, it is fairly dark, but there is some great humor and a lot of quotable lines from that. Agreed. And this one, give me a line. Shell shocked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I want to play a new game with uh, you. I, tell me if this quote is from this movie, okay, or not. I'm going to give you three quotes. Okay, you tell me which one's straight from this movie. You ready? All right. Once you go turtle, you never go back. She's so hot, I can feel my shell tightening. Yes, I remember that one. Or we have a different meaning to the phrase turtle head. I feel like. All three of those were in this film. All three of those probably could have been fitting here somewhere, but the shell tightening is the winner. Yes. Yeah, I, I, re- I remember that one because I was like, are, what, are you serious? That's So the sad thing is it took me a whopping three minutes to write down the other two once I thought about what I wanted to do. <laughs> and it's just as good as the one that made it to the movie. Right. So we're talking about turtle boners mm-hmm. in a Ninja Turtle movie. Yep. Doesn't need to be here. No. Don't need it. Especially once you get into the plot where April... Raised them. Raised them. So mm-hmm. it's essentially mommy-esque figure. Exactly. And... And on top of that, why would turtles be... You know what I mean? It just seems kind of weird and out of context to even find, like, humans, like, attractive. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just... Yeah, it just seems very weird and out of place in that type of movie. And yeah, it just seems like they were trying to go for like one of those little cash grab humor one liners. And yeah, that one didn't settle too well with me. (laughs) I watched that. So going back to the turtles that are playing this, we're getting CGI guys 
um, they are walking around with stuff while filming, and then see Jane Ryan over the you know the turtle skins over him. Uh, the only one that I know before the turtles is that Alan Rich Rich Reichsen. Mm-hmm. Again, terrible with names. That's uh, the big guy who plays Raph. I've seen him in that Blue Mountain State. He's a big dude, and I'm surprised he's not in more action comedy movies. He's in a DC show right now that is pretty good that I like him in. And I I like him. I, I would like to see him do more things. I think he's got a nice screen presence. The other three turtles that doesn't, I don't know them from. Johnny Knoxville voiced Leo, which is the only one that the actor didn't actually voice the turtle. And I don't know the reason why. I always mm. thought it was really like, I like Johnny Knoxville's voice, but to have just the one have to have a different voice right okay i mean right if you say so that is kind of interesting i didn't know that yeah i don't know why they decided to change that but yeah the other three are acted and voiced by who's wearing the suit Mm -hmm. and it goes back to would recast anybody in this i can't see their faces so it doesn't matter right i mean as far as the turtles go i mean you know that's you could probably pick you know who you think would be best and it would work but as far as april o'neill like i don't know i mean being a fox isn't a bad pick but i feel like they could have done a way better job and it you know they they tried to sexualize her in those films and it just it's like this is what this movie's about you know like but i don't know has april o'neill always been a pretty attractive female that you know that you know what i mean well if you think back to the original movie i don't remember there being like tons of it like i think there was just more like jokes but it was more just she was, was she was more of a friend figure than anything yeah it was goofy and then in right. number two and three like she's there because she's april she's got to be like because mm-hmm. of the cartoons and then She's just kind of been a whatever. And then you get this movie and the second one, especially too, where it's hypersexualized and it's not just for the turtles, it's for the audience. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Yeah, Megan Fox, but we don't need her here. Exactly. If, if the sole purpose is to have someone we can sexualize, well done, casting crew. Exactly. But I think we could have recast with any number of people mm-hmm. who didn't who could have worked just as well mm-hmm. and maybe they didn't have the sexuality or whatever they make that Megan brings, but you could have had somebody in there. Like I just cut that stuff out. Right. I don't need, I don't need to hear the stuff from Mikey. I also feel really sorry for Will Arnett. I feel <laughs> like he shouldn't have been dragged into these movies. You mean Lego Batman? Hey, yes. Lego Batman, which I really like Will Arnett. I think he does great work. He's a great actor. And I just, it just kind of felt like he was a little out of place in those films. I, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I I think the whole structure of the movie suffers a lot of not knowing what to do with the characters. And I come down on being a huge fan of the original 90s. This reboot is essentially a remake of mm-hmm. that. And it hits structurally for the story it hits the same notes is that you have you know the upbringing of the turtles right you have a bunch of set pieces in the middle 
and then you have your ending fight with Shredder. Yep. And a bunch of the stuff in between is different, but it is almost a cut and paste job of this is what worked. We're going to roll with this. Right. And then, God, we can't forget about the sky beam. The sky beam at the end that I, there's a lot of movies I like that had a minimum, but yeah, you could tell that it, it, it was a Spider Man, you know, mm-hmm. the amazing Spider Man thing too of, we're going to blow something up in the sky that yeah. mutates people. Yep. It was, that's lazy. Yeah. It was pretty much like, yeah, pretty close to that same story. And I would argue that you take the story structure from the 2016 Turtles, that should have been your first movie. Let's just jump into it. Mm-hmm. I don't need another origin story, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming. Thank you for not rehashing all this stuff. No kidding. I don't need to see Bruce Wayne's parents die for the hundredth time on screen. I get it. Yep. And if a fan of the Turtles, I know how they were brought up or how they were created. Right. My problem is I'm under the impression, and I think it's in the cartoon, where the mutagen works by mutating whatever. So like Master Splinter like was handled by a human. It then got handled by the ooze, gets human characteristics. And that's how Bebop and Rocksteady came. They inter- like It was the DNA from a different animal onto yeah. it, the human that made him. Well, r- well in, in the second one, though, they talk about how there's like a dormant animal gene. I don't want to talk about that one right now because that agitates me so bad because <laughs> I don't like it. That is super lazy like and bullcrap mm-hmm. way just to create them super fast. That's why I say the f- this reboot should have been turtles are already established. We're already fighting Bebop and Rocksteady. We've exactly. Got, now we're fighting the big bad of Krang is starting to come. Shredder's yeah. like a secondary baddie at this point. They've already had fights with him mm-hmm. because, like at the end of both of the original '90s and this one, Shredder dies but doesn't die, mm-hmm. only to come back. Right. So that's why I'd argue if you're going to reboot it, let's just reboot already having these turtles as established something or other. And get right into it. And I guess before we get too far ahead, I want to read the back of this DVD cover. Mm. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are bigger and better than ever. Dude, these things weigh a ton. And I don't like it. What do you mean? The turtles? Yeah. Yeah. They are bigger and better than ever. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about better. They are bigger. Mm-hmm. And, dude, they've got some mass and some weight to them. Mm-hmm. And bulletproof. Yeah. The shells? Mm. Don't know if it's likely, but, I mean. The movie tells me another story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then ever in this blockbuster hit loaded with nonstop action and laughs. Mm. I didn't laugh as much as other movies. No. The action, okay. If I like turtles on their backs, sliding down stuff. <laughs> down a whole mountain. Down a whole mountain. <sighs> when New York City is in trouble. It's up to these four ninja fighting pizza-loving brothers to save it. Aided by determined reporter, reporter, pff, reporter, April O'Neil. Okay. Never mind. It's still a job, I guess. And their wise master splinter, these unlikely heroes must face their ultimate nemesis. Nemesis. The evil shredder. Oh, the evil shredder. Big misstep here. Mm-hmm. I... I just don't understand why you reboot and you'd almost do a, a reshoot. 
pretty much of a movie that long ago. See, and I think what took away a lot of uh, I, I don't know what word exactly I'm looking for here, but I, I feel like I feel like the movie wasn't genuine enough because all the turtles were CGI'd, you know, and you just you don't get that that same camaraderie yeah like like you did with the older films you feel disconnected because you're looking at a cg creation exactly and it just you know and and i get it you know they're able to do like more extreme stuff with that but that's you do the more extreme stuff and you're looking like fast and the furious and you know it's like it's like they're turtles like they you know they've been training for so long it's like they they know some stuff but you know like the movies were kind of toned down and, and more I guess I want to say like a little bit more on the realism side of things, you know, like of being actual teenage mutant ninja turtles, like they're young, they still have some fighting skill, but like they're not they're not James Bond, you know? And I feel like that's that kind of took away a lot from the movie for me anyways was having CGI'd the turtles themselves. I think the good thing with them actually being the actors being there in person and doing the mocap stuff is that it gives Megan, something to look at that's actually there, right? And something to interact with, which helps when you instead of just having somebody speak to a ball on a wire or right. however they're doing their creation, mm-hmm. and that gives them it, it, it's a more productive scene, I guess. It's just it plays better. I don't know, just this movie just suffered from the get go, so. At the start of it, they were just going to call it Ninja Turtles. They're taking out Teenage Mutant. Bad feedback. So, again, we're going back to someone's... And, again, you could say that they were just testing this idea out right. with maybe not really doing it. So, I had to go back and put Teenage Mutant in. They're originally going to be Aliens, even Shredder. And Bebop and Rocksteady were going to be in this. But because of bad feedback... "Quote unquote," they went back and reworked, rewrit, rewrote it, retooled right. it to this. And so, is the reason we have what we have is because now they're scrambling to get something made. Which could so be they a possibility. so they all sat down and watched mm-hmm. the '90s one and said, "Oh, we can do this, right? But bigger and better mm-hmm. because that's kind of what it is." You know, and I I was almost kind of excited because I remember I remember hearing about that about them being aliens and yeah, obviously it's it's not the original story you get with the ooze, but I mean at least it's something a little different. You know, I mean if they're doing an origin story, like yeah, sure, but I mean who who knows if that story would have been any better than what we got? I mean I I could be completely wrong, but I just also I mean. Did the same thing happen with the second one? Or did they just have the idea for the second one and roll with it? Because the second one's like just as bad. <laughs> Some of the things I read was that they took to heart. I'll take to heart. They heard the complaints of the first one of not having more of the villains. And so that's why you get it crammed full of Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, and Shredder. Mm. Which again, Shredder did not die from the first movie, but has been recast. Right. Which I don't understand how I'm supposed to believe any of this. Right. And it just goes, it makes me feel sad for them because then I feel like they're trying to treat me like an idiot. Right. 
And if you want to throw the argument, well, it's for kids, I'm going to say bullshit. Well, yeah. I saw a lot of Megan Fox in the last two movies, and this yes. is not kid-appropriate. No, not at all, especially with the jokes. <laughs> with the jokes. Because I've got a five-year-old who just today was going through a Ninja Turtle marathon of the Nickelodeon one from a couple of years ago. Okay. Which I actually stumbled upon when around the time he was born, late-night feedings, and started watching them and enjoyed them because it's got good humor. Right. And it references a lot of different movies that only I would get. Mm-hmm. They've got one about squirrel, squirrelinoids. Essentially, it's alien. Okay. My five-year-old doesn't get that reference, but no. I do as the parent. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah. I like, and I like the show. I've, I watched it all the way, the series all the way through, but I can't take my kid to a PG-13 theater turtles because of that. And I'm not saying that I should or shouldn't do that, but he won't get it. And so the last movie I saw before the theater shut down was Sonic because I thought my five-year-old would like it. Mm -hmm. And he got bored 20 minutes in and wanted to leave. So my wife and him left when I stayed and watched it, which was Scott Summers and Quicksilver take a road trip movie. But my point is he didn't, my five-year-old didn't like a property that's tailored to him because, and I think he even said, there are too many people in it and nothing is happening. Exactly. So how am I supposed to take, what's my age range here for a PG-13 movie? Eight for them to kind of really understand what's going on? So that's why I'm saying, I think these movies need to be tooled to the people who are now adults that right. grew up on this stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, give me R. Give me dark like the 90s one. Right. Give me that grittiness. And I would also argue that this 2014 movie should have been a period piece and put it in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. I think you can get away with a lot more of better storytelling because of what's available to you now. Because this movie and the second one lead me to believe Donatello has technology that the world does not have yet. Yeah, no kidding. Like retina scanning? Retina scanning? He's damn near Iron Man in a bunch of these scenes. Yeah, pretty close too. That doesn't work for me. No, I mean like he's smart, but yeah, he doesn't he shouldn't have that crazy type of technology. Because in one of the one of the two movies, he's got like NES controllers wrapped around his arm like he's using okay. Not compatible. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not. And that goes back to like that speaking to my intelligence. Let's just, and I think you're better served putting these stories in the past. Mm-hmm. You can get a little bit grittier. April O'Neil maybe has a little bit more usefulness as a reporter in this respect because she maybe is more knowledgeable about stuff and already jumped. Jump it into where the turtles already have problems with Shredder. Maybe Shredder is already in jail. Right. Maybe they think he already is dead. Make Bebop and Rockstay like the guys who they've kind of got a fight right now, but they're also trying to get Krang here or something. Mm-hmm. Wherever you got mutant turtles, give me aliens. I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. It's which makes me like I want to know like like what like who watched those like like the feedback on it for. 
those ideas and they got negative feedback you know like like who who's who are they asking what do they see or what do they hear you know that that's what i've always wondered like there's you know i always hear stories of oh we did like a test showing and in this test showing like everyone hated it so we had to change it. it's like well who who's watching this is it just a general audience or is it people that actually know what the movie is know what the background is you know that that's what i've always been wondering is who are these test audiences that they're getting their feedback from well, are the people involved really invested in the material to begin with? That is, I mean, you got four writers. <laughs> but I also have 13 producers, too. Yeah. So everybody's got, got to get that green. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking turtles. Yeah. It just doesn't make... And I guess you're doing it on the cheap. When you get a director and writers who don't have tons of weight behind them. And I'm not saying TV writing or directing is not tough work and doesn't make you better at your craft, but you also aren't getting seasoned people into these positions. And you're not getting people that as far as I'm aware of knows what's going on. And I guess I, I take that from the fact like Michael Bay really had no direction with the transformer movies. And I know there's a lot of grumbling and eye rolling when he came on as producer and his production company came on is taking over Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. Like, well, wait, 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 time out. And I don't want to be one of those fanboys like, oh, you're just taking my childhood and smashing it behind the house with a shovel. Right. I'm not going to go that far. But I also think there needs to be some care to these properties of let's just don't make it a huge cash grab and just try to put this out there because turtles have been around a very long time in cartoon form. Right. And they've only had three movies under their belt. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the, that third one came out. Probably had to be mid nineties. Yeah. So there's a good gap there, and yeah, we're probably we were due for a good reboot. Mm-hmm. But guess what? This franchise didn't make it to three. No. And uh, supposedly they're coming back to it again. Oh, so geez. are we gonna get it right or not? I don't know. It it seems like the movie industry is just kind of trickling down that cash grab route. But well, I guess we'll see. Because you can always mix it up. Because the newest cartoon mm-hmm. by Nickelodeon's got Raph as the leader. Really? And they're all different types of turtles. Okay. And I haven't seen it. I've only seen like clips here and there. I'm curious. I mean, it's a different thing because, you, you know, Leonardo's been the leader, right. says the song well, forever. And, and that that's that was like one of my gripes with with both the films actually is the, the Raph-Leo conflict. Like, I get it. Like, it's kind of one of those things that's just, it's always been there, but like, it's, it's boring. It's just like, it's just beating a dead horse. Like, you know, they're trying to tell a story, but yet they also add this same conflict in almost kind of like in the first film, but it wasn't so like over dramatic. And then they just, towards the end of the film, they're like, oh, hey, we're like, we're buddies now. Like, we're cool. And there's like no explanation on why they're resolved their issue. You know, like it, it's just just seemed like they literally just threw everything together and like, all right, well, that's that's the film, that's our story, and all right, that's a wrap. They're teenagers that can have adult conversations, mm. says Michelangelo. Okay, I'm quoting this movie way more, but I keep wanting to quote the 90s movie because there's way better lines than that. Mm-hmm. It is just a way better... <sighs> you get Casey Jones in that movie right off the bat. Yeah. With a bat. For them, literally. Mm-hmm. And, gosh, it's just... <laughs> is that is that Osage and Seiko bat? <laughs> oh, 
tell me you didn't pay money for this. Exactly. See? Uh, so you can time capsule like uh-huh. he was big then. Like, telling you, throw this movie back in time yeah. and make it. Mm-hmm. And let's go batshit crazy with it from here on out. I think the fans are ready for it. Yeah. All you did was vomit up a different version of a 90s movie that worked well. Yes. Again, yeah, this movie made its money back, but the second one did poorly than the did worse than the first one and not well enough to warrant a third one. Which is pretty interesting because I myself personally, I I would prefer to watch the second one, but it's only cuz it's got my boy Vanilla Ice in it. Oh, we're talking about the old, oh yeah the, the old ones. Oh, I'm gotcha. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I've got gripes with that movie too, just because of the people that complain about it. Mm-hmm. So the turtles had to be like not as violent, right? So you don't really see them use their weapons. You're like, again, who is this Taylor for? Exactly. I don't know. So just in general, any recast you would do for any of this? Hmm. Well, I would definitely recast April O'Neil. April uh, O'Neil, who would you get? Um, man, that's a very good question. I'm not. I don't know. I've got one. All right, let's hear. Let's hear your idea. Jane Levy, and I also petitioned that she should have been Mary Jane in whatever kind of Spider-Man they were gonna do years ago. Instead of, I don't have a problem with Emma Stone. Right. I just. Mm-hmm. think she's underrated and maybe i'm wrong i'm willing to be wrong true she's been in stuff i've liked i just think she needs to maybe she doesn't want this stuff again you're dealing with a cgi group of characters i would have preferred a different voice to splinter yeah it's okay yeah it's it's not bad like also I don't know. One of the other th- gripes I had with, with Splinter was like, he like read a bunch of like martial art books and then he's like, you know, a martial artist, you know, and, and at least in like the, the eighties film, he, he watched, you know, them being performed and he was trying to mimic, you know, it's so like, uh-huh. that was another thing too that I guess I, I never caught on the first watch through. And it's just like, man, like, it, it just, it just seems so lazy. It just yeah, went so lazy with this movie. You read a book and we're so good at it. So then exactly. we're led to believe there's an intelligence factor there. Right. That is just not being addressed. Mm-hmm. Because I can't read a martial arts book and be a master. Exactly. It's just not Mm-mm. It's not a thing. You know, I'm just sitting there. It's like, well, yeah, maybe there's pictures in there. Maybe there's, you know, you know, little ways of them showing how things are done. But it's like, even so, like, it's a rat but yeah just like you said if, if they're doing that then this guy's got to be super intelligent to just to read martial arts books and then yeah i can replicate this yeah Pretty I interesting s- i still think it should have been a period piece throw it in the 80s or 90s yep cut out an origin story jump us right into some action or conflict that the turtles are in again at this point you're you can pull from any number of cartoon um storylines you still have you have a comic book that's been going on for a while and it does it just seems very we're gonna throw it on the wall whatever sticks sticks let's roll with it and 
I don't think that because a movie has to go through rewrites or reshoots or anything necessarily means like the original was bad. But this movie just seemed like it was trouble from the get go with even throwing out the idea of we're getting rid of two words from the main title of Teenage Mutant. Right. Because we're going to make them alien. So there's going to be Ninja Turtles. So other planets have turtles or these turtles taken off of Earth and mutated because I would almost be okay with that if they were a Krang creation. Right. They somehow got back to Earth, and now Krang's trying to get to Earth. But Shredder, there are ways to do this. Right. Go with it. Mm -hmm. You've already got a weird premise of talking ninja turtles. Let's do this. I don't necessarily need it grounded in 100% reality. Mm -hmm. It's already been... I'm already fallen off that cliff of reality. Going with this premise. It's it's far from reality. Let's go with it. Mm -hmm. What are we scared of? I don't know. Because your box office is saying you're scared to do something. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. I, I feel like that a lot of the criticism that some, you know, some of these guys get, they should just ignore it and just go with what they originally planned on. And then if, you know, because, yeah, like I, I'm just sitting here scratching my head. It's like, what would that movie have been like? You know how would they have how would they have told the story of the Ninja Turtles that are that are yeah yeah just like you said from another planet or from you know brought into space mutated some some way shape or form like it it would have been cool to see something different because yeah just I mean we we all seem to know the origin story you know of the ooze and the little turtles and being raised so I mean a little different origin story would have been nice but. This is what we got. So just loop it back around to the recast, just because everybody's either in a mask or CG. I don't think you get, again, like you got your Megan Fox and Will Arnett are kind of your biggest things. And, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg for whatever five minutes she's in this movie for some reason, yeah. which it doesn't bother me. But our, our main cast, it doesn't matter. No. They're all essentially faceless mm-hmm things doing stuff i i will also say though i would definitely recast shredder's suit <laughs> i feel like it was a little over the top shredder's suit you're fired yeah i mean it, it don't get me wrong it's still pretty cool to see you know and it's flashy and it's it, you know it's it's like a a, a samurai gundam mechanic you know like robot type sd i mean it, it's cool but is that something that shredder would really have like or or be given to him, you know. Like it just it just seems way over the top. My question is, why, why the suit and what's his motivation? Because the the thrust of this movie is they want to mutate everybody mm-hmm. and then also have the cure. But Shredder's over the Foot Clan that's essentially terrorizing the city. So how does terrorizing the city? coincide with mutating people at least in a 90s version mm-hmm. he was basically a crime lord mm-hmm. but he had a, a reason to do it and don't quote me on the reason why because i can't think of it right now but he was still a menacing figure like he was a, a drug lord a crime a right. crime boss because once the turtles dug in far enough he's like all right I, i'm gonna do this myself mm-hmm. i don't understand shredder except that he's pulling the strings with the main guy to do the mutagen bomb but also has his foot clan right oh they were stealing parts yeah 
for a company that has millions of dollars and can probably exactly. just buy the parts. Well, and that's it's funny you say that because I remember one of the quotes in that movie from that guy was he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I want to be stupid rich. And it's like, do you see the mansion you're living in? Like, you're already stupid rich. Like, how much richer can you get? I see a helicopter and a semi-truck at your mansion <laughs> compound. Exactly. On top of a mountain that apparently you imported yeah. to be five minutes outside of New York City. Yeah. Actually, it was like 30 minutes outside up in the mountains, which that's I don't no know, way. I don't know geography. But there's nowhere mountains near. Yeah. I, but hey, you know what? If it wasn't there, you wouldn't have shell sledding. Right. Also, another continuity error I noticed was they talked about how April's dad died in the fire. And then later when that conflict arose between what what was the what was his name again? The bad guy's name that was leading that in that mansion, I can't remember. Oh, the movie was so good. I can't believe I don't remember. Anyways, his name. so when he was trying to kill April, he's like, he's like, dude, between you and you and your dad is, you know, I only had to like shoot him once or something like that. It's like you guys just talked about how he like died in the fire. Like what? That might be wasn't something like she remembered him dying in a fire and like maybe she was late. No, he was already dead. And that's the four writers that <laughs> goof that up. Yeah, I guess I don't remember that. Again, I, I've seen this movie enough times, and I'm just there just to turn my brain off and say, yep, mm-hmm. it's Talking Turtles. I do remember that there was a lot of uh, certain cards played against certain characters of this movie as being um, insensitive to certain people. Right. I don't see it in this movie. I don't either. Maybe I'm just ignorant to it. The overall design of these turtles, I feel, is a bit much. One of my biggest gripes, boy, I'm going to start saying gripes like you, huh? <laughs> biggest beefs is, like, take Raph, for instance. I'm looking at his picture on the DVD cover. He's always got those stupid sunglasses on the top of his head. Do they ever fall off? No. Are they ever not in the frame? No. Lazy. Let's just cut it out. You're telling me a Ninja Turtle, mutant Ninja Turtle, who's flip kicking, jumping, gyrating all over the screen. No shades are staying on that head of his the whole time, huh? Yeah. Doesn't he get headbutted by a shredder? Oh, no. Glasses are still there, bro. Yeah. Oh, before we get much into this, just personal question. You got a favorite turtle? Not from this movie, but just in general? Yeah, I'd say Donatello. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have a ranking? Like, who would you put last as your least favorite? Mm. Oh. I would say probably Leonardo. Tough questions. I would say my top would be Donatello, Raph, Mike, and then Leonardo. Ours are pretty close. I I, I like Mikey, Donnie, Raph, Leo. I like them all. Just depends on... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're all good. They all have their... Yeah, I mean... (laughs) It's kind of hard to to actually, yeah. I, I guess I never really thought about that, but I don't know. See, I'm I'm kind of biased though because, um, yeah. One of the was it, I think it was like yeah, like one of the first turtle games I was on the Nintendo. Donatello's um, uh, like, like his his staff, yeah, had insane reach, 
and you could always, you know, get get easy kills from it, and it made the game a little bit easier playing as Donnie. So I, I mean, that's obviously not the reason why, but I mean, it seems like since I play that game, he's always kind of been there on my top list. But yeah, he's he's always I've always liked him because he's a nerd. He's a big nerd, and pretty smart. So, which I've always wondered that too. How is he the smart one, out of, you know what I mean? It just seems like. They all have these different characteristics, and Donatello's super smart, and and I get it, you know, it's all part of the characters, but if they're all like the same turtles, wouldn't they almost all kind of be close to the same? And that's why they would wear like the different colors to differentiate like who they are with their given names. Well, in the original creation of them, they all had the same color bandanas too. The only oh, thing really? That, the only thing that you could tell the difference was their uh, fighting weapon. Hmm. Interesting. And then as it, as it progressed, they they had to differ and i think probably then is right. once you start getting the cartoons and maybe it gets bigger rolling with comics right. like you got to give them mm-hmm. individual personalities just to make this more of a exactly and that's a selling point which is yeah. fine i don't yeah and you're that's asking a said. great question mm-hmm. and for these movies it doesn't matter no i mean it's a we're going back to like it's established they've got these kind of personalities mm-hmm. let's just jump into this movie already yeah. unless unless we're gonna just make it all crazy and be like no raf's the smart one out donnie's got the temper yeah. if we want to change like personality traits or something mm-hmm. i'm fine with that too right maybe depends on how you're going to do it but you're also dealing with a big fan base and characters who are well established as leo's the leader mm-hmm. donnie does machines mm-hmm. raf is cool but rude and michelangelo's a party dude yep i don't think you can change that up enough. Well, I guess they did in the new cartoon where Raph's the leader. Yeah. And again, I'm fine, but the other three are kind of the same thing. So was that always the case with Raph being leader or did like the story eventually lead to that? I don't know. I think just for this newest cartoon that they just want oh, okay. to change it up and try something new because like you said, like they're all different, all four different types of turtles. Right. So they've all already got their own. It's like you said though, now they're all individual for sure. Right. And so maybe that's instead of all being, which that's also seems like a pretty cool idea as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like having being different types of turtles and having their own little, I mean that, that to me makes a little bit more sense, you know, especially having different personalities, how they would act being I, different, you know, species of a turtle would be, or is it no would it breed different breed of turtle, not species, <laughs> different genus, I think. <laughs> Give me a, a yeah right moment from this movie. <clears throat> Which one to choose from? Um, I would say the end scene, the biggest yeah right with uh, the the spire falling down. Well, they're in it and it's rotating off buildings. Yeah, like and then it stops. Yeah, then they like they're like on the ground and it's like how how did no one die from that? <laughs> how did no one see this? Seriously. And that was like one of my other like complaints about it too is like they're always, you know, trying to be not, you know, seen and hidden and it just the whole movie it's like how are these guys not seen at all? Like they're like how in the the size of these turtles is troubling in the fact that I don't know how you're stealthy. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying you can be big and stealthy. Right. Can that shell fit down a manhole cover of New York City? <sighs> Probably not. I mean, the way these turtles are, I feel like... 
Well, and I don't know. Not. I don't know if you noticed either, but like those those sewers and tunnels and everything are like probably three times bigger than what they actually are in the in those films. Like they are huge, and like even like their layer, it's just ginormous. Are you talking about this one, this movie? Yeah. In, in, in either of them, like they, yeah, they're just they're huge sewer systems. Good thing no workers ever go down to those places yeah. just to maintain stuff. And well, and the other thing too is like, I mean, I know it's a movie, but it's like when you're in a sewer in New York, like there's gonna be water, and you know, so it, it just it's gross. Yeah. And, you know, and at least with, like, the even, like, the 80s films, I mean, the sewers were smaller. They weren't, like, you know, it was still kind of grim. You know, there was water running down. You know, I mean, it seemed authentic. But it just it literally seemed like these sewer systems were just CGI'd along with everything else. Like, it, it and that's where I'm going with this is this, there's, like, really no authenticity with these films compared to the older ones. Like... It's all just made up. This is what they do. This is where they go. This is how they fight. You know, like there's just, it just seemed like there was really no time or effort or actually real thought put into it. And yeah, you have four writers and this is like the best they can come up with for a story. I would definitely take the aliens. I want to go over a couple of scenes just to get your idea. Uh, the comic book intro. Yeah. I, I like the style it- yeah. Again, I don't need the backstory. No. Let's just jump into this. It was a different idea, kind of, to introduce us into this world. Mm-hmm. But it already, but you're already filling in the backstory as the story progresses with flashbacks of yep. April figuring out, like, I saved these turtles. They were used mm-hmm. to be my dad's. Well, happy coincidence. Right. Yeah, the movie was filled with a lot of coincidence. A lot. Coincidentally, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, the backstory. I got turtle backstory. Bad. I don't need it. I don't like it. Mm-mm. The baby toddler turtles. Yeah. Toddler mutant ninja mm-hmm. turtles. Little creepy. Yeah, just a tiny it's bit. It's different enough for this film. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it before, really. It. I'm. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Or maybe that's what the movie should have been. These guys actually fighting somebody. Right. Creepy ass little turtles. <laughs> no, thank you. Never mind. I take it back. The fighting. Is this one of those movies where you can actually pull back enough to actually see what's happening? Or are we so zoomed in and quick cut that I don't know who's hitting who? There's a lot of quick cuts. Because that train scene where April 1st finds them, I get it's supposed to be dark and fast and what's going on. You're not supposed to see them. It was hard to know. And I would give it props. The, the sledding scene is a big part of this movie towards the end. Mm -hmm. I'll give them props for definitely doing something different on the snow going down a hill. And I think the fighting and the action is passable just because it is different enough. Right. But I'm also, I'm not a fan of like, Mikey should not have a skateboard rocket board that doesn't exist right. anywhere else in the world. No. And I I think another problem that I have is I'm, some of the rules haven't been established. 
these turtles get shot at. Okay, before they were shot at with uh, darts, mm-hmm. which pierces your skin anyway, but it's going to be tough to go through your shells. Right. Up to that point, no one apparently has shot at them, or they've never taken a hit until that compound. And now all of a sudden we're bulletproof in the shell part anyway. Right. I don't... Because there are scenes in this I'm led to believe they've got super strength... And they're shell like they're indestructible. Because right. there's a scene well, like you know where Shredder's smashing Raph, and he's like, "Oh, his shell's cracking." Dude, not ten minutes later, this dude's throwing himself into a Humvee. Right. And that Humvee's looking like it got hit by a Mack truck. Yes. Well, and the other thing too is I I remember I even noticed this the f- the first time I saw it. And his sunglasses stayed on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Was the part where they were taking their blood and they're in those those glass mm-hmm. cage no not cage well yeah kind of yeah. you know but they're they're locked up in these glass containers and they try busting out busting out nothing and then they get injected with adrenaline and no problem bust right on out adrenaline doesn't give you super strength unless you're a mutant ninja turtle <sighs> yeah. no i it it's it, again it's a coincidence convenience of yeah they got to get out fast exactly and you know what they got out fast and where did Shredder even go? Shredder had Raph dead to rights, and all of a sudden he's yeah, Ninja Vanish. Yeah. God, that other movie is just so much better. Yeah, Ninja Vanish. Yep. Mm. Yeah, because then he's just magically back in New York, while the turtles are getting chased down the hill, which then leads to a tunnel, which take which is still allowing them to go downhill into New York. So I'm guessing. When they start this mountain slide, they're at least five miles up in the sky. Yeah, I mean, they got to be pretty For that far. to slide down, get down the mountain, climb down to that hole, and still be able to take sewers going mm-hmm. down into New York without no problem. Yeah, I would say five miles, thereabouts. I saw some planes flying over. Right. Yeah. That's be my best guessment of how, how high up they were. All right. So we've already talked about Megan Fox's, what she's really in this movie for. Mm-hmm. We've touched on CGI things. We've talked about the hill fight, which I would argue is probably the best, better part of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I haven't talked about those three things. My question is, oh, the delicate way to ask this. Uh, the ass, CG or not. <laughs> I mean, we got to have the gratuitous bending out the door shot. Yeah. I, I mean, did, I, we get, did she get that I from jumping flew. on the trampoline and flapping like a bird right. from the start of the movie? Was this CGI uh, too? That's funny. I mean, at this point, who really knows? I mean. Stunt double. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny you bring that up. I completely forgot about that scene. Yeah. We're gonna stop dead in this action for a gratuitous, yeah, ass shot. Yep. Oh no! It doesn't matter. Leo's dying, sliding down the hill. Yeah. You gotta get those looky loos in when you can see them. I guess when you're hurtling down a mountain towards a cliff. I, man, I just that just is just so. Again, who's this movie for? Right. It seems like an older crowd to me. I want my Ninja Turtles. I don't need the sexual jokes. No. That line from Mikey is just gross. Yeah. 
well, and I don't know, call me old fashioned, but I mean, I just, I've never really been into like sexual humor in the first place. I've just never really cared for it. You know, like yeah, you've been more of an Austin Powers kind of guy for a while. Uh, Your fat bastard was pretty spot on <laughs> a long time ago. Yes, that is very true. But uh, I don't know. I, I just I feel like it's kind of hard to actually for some of these people to come up with like actual good humor, and that's just their resort is just it's an easy humor to get at. You know, because it's it's just everywhere anymore. It seems like. And so it's just kind of like a cop out. That's just the easy route to go is, you know, let's just do sexual humor. You know, everyone likes that. But I feel like that's how probably a lot of the audiences are anyways, is they prefer a sexual humor, but I could be wrong. There are movies that don't have that don't do it and they're just fine. Yeah, exactly. And I, again, I don't want to seem like I'm, on some kind of throne and better than anybody. But to me, that's the lowest common denominator. Agreed. And okay, fine. Our turtles are teenagers, but our Will Arnett guy has been, obviously has got a thing for April throughout the whole movie, Mm -hmm. which you can do in a different, maybe have a better way to show this, but it's just, between him and Michelangelo, there are just parts of this movie where you're just like, I get it. Right. And like, well, she's attractive. Fine. Well, Every animal and person wants her. Great. Thanks for bringing it up and throwing it in my face. Well, and like, what, what was Will Arnett's like purpose in that film? To drive the van. Like, and the, the semi. Exactly. And to get like, shot. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it seemed like he was dragged in that film for no reason. And it could just be he was rewritten differently, and this is what he's <sighs> like. I'm already signed on. I'll do it. I guess. I, I mean, I, yeah. It's just he just seems so out of place. I mean, but we don't have Casey Jones. I know. We got Vern. Vern. We still can't remember the bad guy. If it's not Shredder, I don't care. <laughs> True. <laughs> Vern. Yeah, I. It, it just seemed like a waste of a uh, of talent, you know. It was, and. I think the movie would have been again. I'm gonna beat this to death. Period piece. No Vern should have been Casey Jones. Yep. He's already established member of the group with them. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Yeah. We've got our cast of characters. Boom. Let's tell a story. Yeah. Because this movie is so filled with the backstory, the flashbacks, and then some fight sequences that, like we talked about earlier, I have no idea what some of the motivation is to our are bad guys in this movie. Exactly. I, I don't know what the, their end game is. I don't know what their purpose is. Shredder's suit has no real purpose except to throw knives. Yeah. And I thought they said something about it, but again, it's just, I just, it just falls off my brain because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He throws knives and they uh, come back through magnets. Cool. But, but does he does really have matter? a fighting style? Because this thing is just a mech suit right. against six foot something, 300 pound turtles is there skill here or not there yeah the only thing the obstacle is is we got to get him out of his suit yeah which is what they really do they just and then throw him off a cliff Mm -hmm. like the 90s one yeah and he survives the fall yep weird pretty interesting why hey but 
I'd say the the 80s one and this one are kind of... 90s, you're going back too or, far. Sorry, 90s. I, I feel like we're kind of a little fudgy with that as well because... Nostalgia? The, well, well, no, not, not nostalgia, but I mean, he fell into the back of a garbage truck. Oops. And then Casey Jones... Better. pretty much becoming a murderer at that point <laughs> pulls the lever to do the trash compacting and it's like how do you how does anyone survive that i don't know i guess I, i'm not really too it, sure how that works but i'm pretty sure that it pushes all that garbage back and compacts it i think you also got to take into consideration that movie should not probably have done as well as they thought that's probably a huge gamble for whatever company right. put that out and when they realized their return like oh mm-hmm. Well, now, who do we have? And back then, that was probably a new enough property. You'd probably making up a new villain, maybe. Right. And so it was just probably easier just to, like, oh, yeah, Shredder survived that. Now he's back. This 2014's got no excuse. No. To even attempt to kill him in the first movie. No. Just to bring him back. Right. That That's just that's just not right. A couple things I wanted to touch on. Uh, the pizza scene, when uh, Splinter's trying to break him gratuitous pizza yeah pizza hut yeah well it's like well if that's the case then they're just gonna do that every time until they get the pizza i i like it because again you got to throw out the whole pizza thing and that seems like even when i was growing up in the 90s like back when pizza hut and other places like fast food chains like i've still got vhs tapes that came from certain fast food restaurants that has like three episodes on it and pizza hut had a bunch of stuff you get to. I still have the their uh, cassette music tape, man. I got a bunch of Ninja really? Turtle stuff. Oh yeah. Wow. I I like I I like I like them. I like most stuff about them. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's good. It's something yeah. original, it's something different, you know. Uh some of the other stuff we've already talked about, Skybeam mm-hmm. or Sky Poison. I, there's got to be a better way, a master plan here, something. Mm-hmm. And that's why I still vote you. The main goal of the turtles is to stop Shredder from bringing in aliens. Dimension X. Bring bring that whole world in here. Yeah, no kidding. Onto this one. Let's just don't shoehorn mm-hmm. shoehorn into number two. Yeah. Let's rock and roll with these right out of the gate. And we're established. See, and I... I know we're not supposed to be talking about it yet, but I feel like that was kind of the problem with the second one is they did like a Spider-Man 3. They brought in like all these villains and then... There's no wiggle room to do anything. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a messed up because you just can't... It can lessons not be learned from past movies it doesn't of seem how to way. do some things. I just... I don't know. We sit here and we gripe about it and we we say it should be easier. Maybe it's not. But well, the, stop repeating the past right. or stop copying it. See, I, and I don't know. I, I've been kind of thinking on my own about this, but it's like you compare certain movies, you know, like like Michael Bay that he's done. Mm-hmm. And then you take him and you compare him to Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between the two? They just have different styles. Right. But it seems like Christopher Nolan tries to be authentic, does the homework, tries. It just seems like he puts in the work to make the film good, you know? And he does different things, too. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, he's done numerous films different. You know, they've all been different. And I mean, what, what was. He didn't do 1917, did he? I'm thinking of Nolan. 
Yeah. No. What was the one, what was the war film that he did though that came Dunkirk. out? Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk. That got pretty good reviews from what I remember seeing. It was a pretty good movie. Yeah. But like, he's also separated himself from like Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, he was already separated before he even did Batman as being his own thing. Right. And then he's gone to do space mm-hmm. and With Interstellar, which Inception. He's I got... actually watched that not too long ago and watched like the special features on it and co producing was an astrophysicist. Imagine that. So not only was he trying to keep his movie accurate, but he also had someone there by his side that was like in his ear saying, you need to do this because this is how it actually is. And that's what I feel like the difference is, is there's there's a genuine love and passion for what Christopher Nolan does. And then you have Michael Bay. It's like, yeah, let's just explosions. Let's just throw everything out there. Let's go. Like, you know. I think it's just pro- completely different. And, and you know, and I know it's probably like a, a bad example to compare those two, but I mean, that's kind of what's come down to you. You, these, these people that are making these movies. They've, they've got to be genuine about it. They've got to like do the homework and, and make it good. And I feel like that, that is just, it's kind of being lost anymore. But I think part of the issue too, is that the guys that created it eventually have to lose some kind of creative control over these for production companies to even put it out. Probably, yes. And I don't think they're going to be consulted on every little thing. Right. That's why I argue you can go back and reread, and maybe they don't. Ha- maybe they can't use storylines from either the cartoons or comic books. I don't know. But given this movie is essentially a remake of the 90s, mm-hmm. I don't understand how they can't get away with using other turtle properties right or storylines to do this but i would also argue there's enough there to make this completely original this isn't like a marvel problem where you don't have access to all of your characters right it seems like these guys do mm-hmm. they've got everything that's under the turtle umbrella right let's get crazy with it guys yeah. you have got some batshit quote unquote villains here yeah or just guys that can cause the some trouble to the turtles let's get into it mm-hmm. let's do this i don't want the backstory i don't want the build-up to it let's make this movie like there's already been three to it and make this stand alone i don't right. need the movies to play off each other every time mm-hmm. make them stand alone for the most part and let's go i know yep. there's other movies that have done that the se- like all the sequels can stand alone without relying on narratives and story from the previous right but there's callbacks too Mm -hmm. this should have been a no-brainer in my book of (laughs) yeah we've got this great property that has a huge fan base Mm -hmm. what do the fans want oh some great bad guys a good shredder and let's i know these turtles went through a lot of redesigns i think i think the biggest complaint were the lips and looking at these guys, I don't, <laughs> I don't not, boy, I have a hard time because I do and I don't like them. I think they're too busy for what, I mean, I'm looking at the picture again. Uh, Donatello's got cameras hooked to his shell coming off the side. Yep. Yeah. It looks like, and I'm looking at the second one and it looks like there's like an, in, oh, no way. It's just, it. Uh, it might be a building. I don't, I don't and know. It, it, you know, the most original thing this movie did was redesign the turtles. 
again, these movies or these turtles have never had a big screen adaptation for a long time. Right. Do I want a guy in a rubber suit? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to see what that looks like. Give me some designs. But they were so simplistic from the 90s, and the only differentiating, you know, that you tell them apart were their the headband colors and their weapons mm-hmm. and their and personality. Right. These guys, it's like they're just flash. Like, I get it. Michelangelo's like, you know, the music guy. I do like that elevator scene where they start playing music. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, I get yeah, yeah. the goofiness of it. I uh-huh. like when it's genuine teenagers taking a break from what they're doing and being goofy. I like right. that. But this movie just suffers from like the stakes are just really all over the place. Mm-hmm. The villains aren't very well defined, except we've got Shredder. Yeah, that's a name. Yeah. And then Splinter is hurt. And so the thrust of it, they oh, that's turtles are only there to save Splinter. Saving, I think New York is secondary to yeah. the whole plot of this. Mm-hmm. I just, there's just a lot of wasted opportunity with this. And it's sad that we hit this cycle of, we're going to put it out. We'll see how it does. Oh, we, it warrants a second one. Cool. We do the second one. Oh, the second one did worse than the first one. Eh, financially can't do it. Seeing. Okay, great. That's, that's, that's what sucks with, with that, the film industry is, is that's kind of what's coming down to is, is people are scared to maybe take those leaps and bounds because they're like, well, are we going to do a second one? Well, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it, it just seems like it, it's it's just all about the money anymore than than an actual genuine movie. You know, it's like, can we make money off this? Well, let's do it. And then, you know, just like you said, oh, well, the first one did great, so let's do a second one. And, and without even, like, contemplating of doing a second one before the first one's even done. And I feel like that's that's a big problem. It's like if you're going to do a Turtles film, like get contracted out, be like, we're going to be doing three films. This is going to be the story. This is going how it's going to be done instead of doing it. Okay, well, this is our first film. Who knows if we're going to do a second one, so let's just go. Well, that's and, what I'm saying, too. Like they need to be able to be sufficient enough yes. to stand on their own mm-hmm. and not rely on what the box, box office says to yep. necessitate continuing a story. Right. Because after the second one, you're like, well, Krang was barely in it. Yep. I want to see more of this. He, he saw him, what, two or three times? <laughs> and you know, he's the big bad at the end for yeah. whatever amount of time. And you, we'll never we'll never see that Krang ever again, if he even makes it to the screen, because I almost feel like because that movie didn't do so well, they're like, oh, we can't put Krang in these. Right. I would argue you're wrong. You can. Yep. You just got to do it right. I, Mausers, give me some robot Mausers, man. Yeah, that and Baxter and oh, he was credited in this movie, but mm-hmm. he's not in it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you say, mm, but wasn't Baxter the one that kind of helped develop the Mausers? Yeah, he created the Mausers. Mm-hmm. He was his own yeah thing, and Shredder got him. Mm-hmm. Mind, you know, if going by the cartoon stories, right. again, better story arcs there but <laughs> there again you got a cartoon for kids do you remember the music from the 90s movie at all yeah what like where what do you mean where like opening ending credits in the middle of the movie like what do you remember most about you know the 
You know, like the the old tune. Uh, probably like the beginning parts. Okay, wait, wait, you wait. Know? wait. I, I'm talking about like comp- compared to this movie and then the 90s movie. Since oh. they're a carbon copy almost of... Oh, do I like have... Rem- the, do you well, remember the 90s movie music at all? Uh-huh. Do you remember the ending credit song? I can't say that I do. I, I want to see which which one we... Which ending credit song we think is better for their... I don't know. Is it the theme song? What do you call these things? Sure. Ending credit song. Yeah. The one that gets you the hype up for the movie. Because mm-hmm. last time we've talked about uh, music does not make the movie. Which... May or may not be true. I think it depends on what we're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> so, this song is called Turtle Power. It plays at the ending of Ninja Turtles from 1990. It is by Partners in Crime, which is spelled K-R-Y-M-E. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a fun search. T-U-R-T-L-E, Power, repeated three times. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... On the half shell, they're the heroes for. In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave was high, and mugging mysterious. All police and detectives were furious because they couldn't find the source to this lethally evil force. Ringing a bell yet? Pretty good jam, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Pick up that paper over there and read me that one. Oh, shell shocked. Oh. <laughs> Knock, knock. Knock, knock. You've had to get shell-shocked uh, four times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my fam. I'll ho- wait, wait, wait. Hold on. That explains a lot because it's by Juicy J. Okay. I thought it was Wiz Khalifi who did this song. Mm. I know what that paper says, but I thought Wiz Khalifi was credited to it. I don't know if the website I got this from credited it wrong. Right. Or if I'm misremembering, but I swear it's Wiz. Well, regardless... That's my fam. I'll hold them down forever. Us against the world, we can battle whoever. Together ain't no way gonna fail. You know, I got your back just like a turtle shell. Nobody do it better. All my brothers trying to get some cheddar. <laughs> we all want our cut like the shredder. Me and my bros come together for the dough. Bought the orange Lamborghini. Call it Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's not bad. Kind of catchy. It's not a bad song. No. I, I think I like mine better, though. I would agree. It's, I mean, Shell Shock's not... I mean... All I'm going to say is it could have been way worse. I, I give I give Shell Shocked an actual... Uh, 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 an A rating. Let's go with that. It, it, I, I like it. It's good. It's obviously not as good as the 90s, but still, it could have been awful but it's good so there's a part in this song that is um weird talk about continuity mistakes (laughs) (laughs) they were once normal but now they're mutants splinter's the teacher said they are the students leonardo michelangelo and donatello make up the team with one other fellow Raphael. he's the leader of the group transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop huh well that's just not right no I watched this whole movie. I knew Leo was the right. leader in this one. How did you get that one by? Could you not just switch Seriously. that up and say, with one That's other fellow funny. Leonardo, he's a leader. I, I don't know. Maybe I have to hear the song to hear the flow. I, okay. I think I've already, I think we've played our hand. 
showing our true colors here. I think the 90s movie is superior, which isn't what we are here to do today, was compare the two. But since it essentially hits all the high notes, this 2014 version of the 90s one, this movie is not great. No. It's okay, I guess. I find it gross in a lot of spots. I don't know if I like the turtle design. And I think this movie should have been, I'm going to say this at the end of most podcasts, should have been better. Yes. In a lot of ways, mm-hmm. mainly story. Yep. I don't, if the design, if that's what the design they chose, fine. And they want to shove that into the 80s, 90s, we can do that. Mm-hmm. That works fine. Whatever. There's just nothing here, man. No. It's just the so garbage. Since we are called movie rewrite, I would rewrite it as like we discussed with them being aliens. I think that would have been a good take on it. So and are they turtles from a different planet or are they turtles from this planet transformed by aliens? Well see, I don't know. That 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 depends on how that transformation goes. I mean I I would say probably from a different planet. Let, let's just let's just keep it bonkers. Let's Dimension X. I I, I like that idea. Of them maybe possibly coming from Dimension X somehow, and you know things kind of progress from there. You know, and so so well that's the case is is if we go that route, do we? <clears throat> would you have them being teenage at that point, or would you show like the actual origin story because it's a new origin story? Well, that's where you run into that problem again is you take out any part of that title and it still works because if you've got Ninja Turtles as the mm-hmm. name of your movie. I know what we're talking about. Exactly. And I, I too, I understand like the argument, like, do you need to keep them as a quote unquote teenager? Right. Which is 14 to 19, mm-hmm. 13, I get 13, I guess. Yeah. Can't right. Do, can't do my teens. <laughs> yeah. So again, if it, at that point, it doesn't matter. I, I'd be mm. almost okay with the Ninja Turtles, the movie. Same. If we are giving them something different to do. Agreed. Because I can't tell the age of these turtles. And if you're telling me it's because of the way they act. Right. There's adults that act the same way. <laughs> so. It, exactly. And yeah, okay. If you want to go alien route, fine. Yeah. I think you do run into a problem with the mutagen, though, of playing a big part and everything. True. That, that's kind of the driving force of some of them. That's how Bebop and Rocksteady come or, around and some of the other or, weird things know, that happen. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, even if they came from Dimension X and somehow fell upon the ooze or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It, But it's just, you know, you go back and you look at, at the, the 90s, first and second one, how they tied the ooze in, you know, with, what was it, TGRI. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the, the story gets pretty concrete at that point. Mm-hmm. And with... With the first one for the 2014, and then you know into the second one, there's just there's just no story. Like there's just nothing feeding off the first one into the set. Like it, it's just yeah, it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, maybe they were right to do an alien turtles I, I and think not they have were listened onto something. to the fans and just trusted their gut. Maybe they would have been better off seeing you know. They could, they should have just went with it. The public don't can't make an educated Mm-mm. guess or not a guess. 
decision or complaint when they don't have all the facts. Exactly. If they maybe they had released the script or had test footage to put out there, mm-hmm. this is what we're thinking to do. Maybe it would have been okay. But that's the big question: is who is seeing that though? And and whose opinion are they basing that off of? Because that's what I keep wondering: is who who are they listening to? Are they people that actually know what what the turtles are, what they do, how they're supposed to act, or like I said, or is it just a general public? Like I, that's yeah. that's what I would love to know. It's an interesting question because the things that get seen that change the movie, it makes you wonder how that got out there and change it. Whereas other things, right? And if you're gonna crowd, not crowdfund. If you're going to get input from a crowd or from just random people, you got to have some kind of control factor of who you're getting your input from. Right. Are these fans for five years or are these fans for the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. Are they, what's their thoughts on the turtles? Or is it just people being haters? Is it any number of things? Yeah. Who are you getting your information from to make you want to change what you already started doing creatively enough Right. That now you're going to have to go back and rework stuff because you're afraid of the fans. Exactly. I would vote, put your work out there, mm-hmm. and let's just see what happens. Yep. Studios and writers and directors have taken chances before, and it's paid off. Yep. And, you know, and it also hasn't paid off, depending on what your property or what you're doing is. Yep. But you got to let that speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Give, the, give this director some creative control if he's a fan of the Turtles. And let's get some originality going here. Right. I don't want to rinse and repeat from something that's so old because as a fan, I get excited and say, oh, we're putting out a new Ninja Turtle movie. Sweet. What's it going to be about? Oh, I've seen this. Right. Your only difference is is you've made a little bit more sexual tensions going on here and you've changed the design of the Turtles. Not only that, but you've seen it twice. Uh, Now I've seen it twice. Because it's pretty much Amazing Spider-Man. And the original Ninja Turtles, like, rolled into one. So that, you've already seen that story twice over in one film. That, yeah. <laughs> at least New York didn't get blown up. Oh, yeah. This time. Good thing New York survived. New York survived this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Yep. Finally. Skybeam or not, it survived. The Turtles saved it. They did what they were supposed to do. So that was Ninja Turtles 2014. I know it made its money back. I didn't put down the numbers because I don't care. And I think the ratings of this movie overall were mediocre to not that great. Mm-hmm. Not going to give you any kind of score on that because I don't care enough to look it up at this point. Nope. So for movie rewrite, knock, knock. Who's there? You're about to get shell shocked. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So we'll end with a song. Mikey singing it, hanging out of the back of the turtle van, and he'll sing along. So, for all my life, done.